0: Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church, located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. On today's broadcast, Pastor John continues in the series entitled Wasted. Today's episode is part number two of that series, and it is entitled Wasted Opportunities. And now here is Pastor John with today's message.
1: Listen, if you're wondering whether this is a place where you can, whether you have to wear your mask or whether you can be real, this is a place you can be real. Because life is difficult sometimes. Life is wonderful sometimes, right? Life is difficult sometimes. And it's okay to both rejoice and to to mourn. It's okay as part of the human experience and as part of what the Lord walks through with us every day of our lives. Amen? Wow, really? Any real humans out here? Anybody ever been through anything? The Lord ever done anything good for anybody? Amen. Listen, grab your Bibles today and turn with me to Matthew 25. We are going to read um, about a quarter of the entire Bible this morning. Not really, but you might feel like that. We're going we're to start in Matthew 25, but lots and lots of scriptures today. I say, John, why in the world do you read so many stinking scriptures? Because I'm not making this stuff up. And if I am, please don't listen to me. There's no reason for you to buy into anything I say unless it's based on this word right here. So it can be inspirational and motivational and it can make you feel good and and it can make you forget about your worries for a minute. But if it's not the word of God, then you're walking out with no tools, with no weapons to do anything to make a difference in your life. It's this word that equips you to change your life. The feelings pass, the inspiration fades, The word of God will never pass away and will never fail. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us today to your truth. The truth that you revealed to us in your word. I pray that we have the good sense not just to hear it, but to do it. Put it into practice in our lives. Lord, if we find anything in our lives today that doesn't line up with your word, I pray that we be humble enough to admit it, courageous enough to change, to line ourselves up with what your word says. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. There are a lot of ways to view life. Lots of ways to assess your life, lots of ways to measure it, to quantify it. Some people use money, some people use status, some use relationships, all kinds of ways. But today I'd like for us to think about life and, and specifically think about our own lives in terms of opportunities. Opportunities. The old adage is that opportunity knocks but once. Have you heard that? I disagree. I think opportunity knocks every day. As a matter of fact, I think opportunity knocks multiple times a day. Think about that for just a second. Today, whatever the date is, of, what is it, May 26th? May twenty-six, two 2019 is a day full of opportunities for you. Tomorrow will be too. And guess what? So was yesterday. How many of those opportunities will you capitalize on? And how many of those opportunities will you waste? Last week, we began a series called Wasted. And and in this series, I really want us to give serious consideration to how we're living and see if there are areas of our lives and areas of our walk with Jesus that we're wasting. Because life's too short and eternity is too long to waste anything. So last week, we took a sort of a big picture view and we talked about wasted lives you will waste your life if you have the wrong focus or if you, uh, if you have the wrong motives or if you are looking in the wrong direction. And so next week, I want to talk about wasted worship. Wasted worship. Did you know that two people can be standing side by side in a church service doing exactly the same thing with the exact same amount of passion and emotion, one of them honoring God and the other one not So how do you keep from being the one who isn't honoring God? And we'll talk about that next week. Today, I want to talk about wasted opportunities, wasted opportunities. So first of all, we have to figure out what opportunities we are afforded every day. I'm convinced that many of our wasted opportunities are wasted because we never saw them in the first place. Or if we did, we didn't recognize them as opportunities. So let's look at some scriptures and see if we can identify some opportunities that we might have wasted in the past. And my prayer for us today is that we won't waste these opportunities in the future. All right. So we're going to start in Matthew 25, verses 34 through 36. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. And look at this, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Let's look at Mark chapter nine, verse 41. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. We're looking for opportunities here today. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. Don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against any of these things. Look at Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if He's given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving serve them, uh, serving others, then serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, then be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God's given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. First Corinthians chapter 12, starting with verse seven, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice to another. The same spirit gives a special, a a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives another great faith and to another, uh, to someone else, the spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. One last scripture, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through him to God the Father. Are you beginning to get the picture? Every resource and ability you have, your time, your talents, your treasure, your spiritual gifts and your natural gifts, the fruit of the Spirit, your wisdom, Your insight, your experience, the lessons you've learned, the testimony you have. Everything that you have has been given to you for a kingdom purpose, which means it has kingdom opportunity attached to it. There isn't a single thing that you have in your life that wasn't given to you by God. Would you agree with me? So freely you've received, right? You didn't do anything to earn it. God just gave it to you so we should freely give, right? So for our purposes today, an opportunity is any situation that allows you to say or do something that will bless someone, someone else and glorify God. An opportunity is, is a situation that allows you to say or do something that'll bless somebody else and glorify God. I've heard people say, I don't do anything for for the kingdom. I don't do anything for God. God's just never called me to ministry. He's just, I've just never had the chance to do anything for God. Listen, if you don't hear anything else I say today, listen to this. You are surrounded by kingdom opportunities every day the question is not whether you've been called. The question is not even whether you have the opportunity. The question is, will you step up to fulfill that opportunity or will you waste it? So let's dive in today. How do we waste opportunities? And here's the first way. If you spend rather than invest, if you spend rather than invest. And we're going to go back to Matthew 25 and, and find out what we're talking about here. Okay. If you spend rather than invest again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man who goes on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. This is not just about money. So y'all don't freak out, grab your purses and hold them tight. It's not, more than about money. Okay. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long trip or a long time, the master returned from his trip and called to them to give an account of how they'd used his money. And the servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant that had the two bags of silver came forward. Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Listen, don't get distracted by the fact that the master left them money. This is not just about money. As a matter of fact, it would be easier if this were just about money. (laughs) This is about any resource that God has given you. And we just listed a couple of dozen, didn't we? So let me point out a couple of things from this passage. First of all, it isn't about the amount. It's not about the amount. Do, Do some people seem to just have more resources than other people? it's not an illusion. Some people do have more resources than other people. Some people have more money. Some have more talent. Some have more patience. Some have more whatever. And that's just the way it is, right? It's a fact of life. But notice that the master rewarded both of them and praised both of them exactly the same way. Word for word, he praised both of them. This is not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. Now, can I make a confession to you today? I avoid the people at Walmart who are asking for money. You know the people that set up in front of the door, and they have them tables, and sometimes they got cute little kids and stuff. and And I, I avoid those people um, because I rarely have cash. So, like whether it's the Girl Scouts or the mission organizations or or the ball teams, I go in the end door. Any of y'all do that? cause they don't ever set up at the end door. I go in the end door. I just, I never have cash on me or almost never have cash. So I just avoid the walk of shame and, and I just go around. Listen, I don't care what it takes. I'll go out the garden center to get to my car. I'll go out the tire and lube express and walk a half a mile to my car rather than be reminded that I don't have what it takes to help these people. Any of y'all ever gone in the indoor? Nobody but me. Okay, me and Keith. Good job. It's a bald thing. It's a bald thing, Keith. There you go. Y'all just wouldn't understand. When we encounter opportunities, we get so hung up many times on what we don't have to give that sometimes we miss the opportunity to give what we do have. Acts chapter 3, I want to show you this in this context. I want you to think about it. So Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service and as they approached the temple a man lame from birth was being carried in. Every day he got put at the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from people going into the temple. So when Peter and John uh, was about to enter he asked them for some money because there wasn't an indoor door for them to go in. Uh, Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked eagerly expecting some money. And and Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. But what I do have, but I'll give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ of the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by his right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. And then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Listen, what would happen if we approached every opportunity with this mindset? The King James says, such as I have. They said, what I do have, I'll be glad to give you. See, I'm not going to worry about what I can't do. I, I'm going to do what I can do. I, I may not have the resources that you're looking for, but I'm going to use what I do have to help meet a need that you're not even asking about right now. It's not about how much you have. It's about what you do with what you have. So maybe you don't have a lot of money. So could you stop and pray with the missionary teams out front of Walmart? And I'm preaching to myself now. Could you stop and encourage them for doing what's what's an uncomfortable job for, for them too? Could you stop and take a picture with the kids and put it out on your social media, encouraging people to come and give? What can you do? Quit worrying about what you can't do. What can you do? I've had kids that come to me with these little uh, discount cards or, or chocolate chip cookies or, or cookie dough or whatever. And sometimes I didn't have $20 to spend on cookie dough or on the discount card or whatever. So I have said, listen, I don't want to buy the card, but here's $5. Here's $10. Put that on your account. I'm proud of you for making the team. So what have I just done? I've used the resources I did have at the time, to do what I could. I helped them financially with what they were trying to do, but I also encouraged them. Nothing wrong with that. So it's not about how much you have. It's about what you do with what you have. And the second thing I want to point out is that this money was left for them to invest and not to spend, to invest and not to spend. They both said, you gave me five bags or you gave me two bags to invest, not to live on, to invest. The master had already taken care of their needs. He left them this money to invest, not to waste on themselves. See, you can either spend your resources on yourself, or you can invest your resources in someone else or in something that will outlive you. Something eternal, something for the kingdom. You see, we have more expendable resources as as Americans now than maybe at any other point in the past. But what are we doing with it? For the most part, m- most Americans are spending it on their hobbies or on their activities. And we're doing it with our time and our energy and our passion. In other words, we are spending all of our resources, but never considering how we might invest them in something more important. These are wasted opportunities all around us. We've got to figure out how to invest instead of spend. Why does God prefer that we invest rather than spend? Because spending is an immediate exchange. It's, I'm going to give you this and you're going to give me that. I hand you money. You give me the product or service. I give you a compliment. You give me a compliment. I take your kid to school this week. Next week you take my kid to school. It's a known quantity. You know exactly what you're getting in exchange for your resource. It's spending. Investing requires faith. When you invest, you don't always know what or if you'll get a return. There's a chance you'll lose the investment, right? There's risk involved. If there's no risk involved, then there's no faith involved. And if it doesn't require faith, God's not involved in it. Let me show you Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Pleasing God always involves faith. So that's why God wants you to invest rather than to spend. Does that make sense? And you, it, does it make sense? Y'all okay? Everybody in the back Okay. We got a nurse on duty today. We can do pulse checks if we need to. Everybody, all right? Listen, there's there's no way to lose on a kingdom investment. That's the good news. There's no way to lose on the kingdom investment. And I want to show it to you in, in Isaiah 55 and verse 11 in the NIV. It says, so, "So is my word that goes out from my mouth; it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve and, and achieve the purpose." for which I sent it. When you're obedient to the word of God in giving whatever he asks you to give, you will reap a reward for it. It will accomplish what he wants it to accomplish. You may give love to someone who never loves you back, but God sees it and he will reward you for it. You, you may witness to someone who doesn't make a decision for Christ in that moment, but the seed has been planted. See, it, it takes risk to capitalize on opportunity. If there's a kingdom opportunity, God doesn't want you to save. He doesn't want you even to just spend. He wants you to invest. And with God, there is always a return on your investment. So think about the opportunities that you're surrounded with every day. I'm going to invest my love in this person. I'm going I'm to be kinder to this person than I have to be. In Walmart in the checkout line when it's Memorial Day weekend and it's 930 and there's only two registers open. So yes, that might've happened to me last night. I'm going to invest some patience into this person and see what happens. I'm going to invest some wisdom in this person and see if I can prevent them from having to go through the things that I did that were stupid and see if they can avoid the mistakes I've made. I'm going to invest, this is hard, I'm going to invest forgiveness and blessing on this person who is intentionally causing harm to me. I'm going to invest some time in teaching these little kids because one of these little snot-nosed rugrats might grow up to be the next Billy Graham for their generation. I'm going to invest some time in serving these people. Some of them haven't had a kind word or a smile all day. I'm going to invest some time in keeping the grounds at the church looking good because somebody might be driving by and it might catch their eye And then they really take care of that place. There must be some good people in there and they might come in and get saved. You never know what you said. John, that's a stretch for reals now. Like I'm going to plant a flower and somebody's going to come get saved. You never know. People come looking, people come looking for different things, but when they find Jesus, it doesn't matter what brought them in the door. Do you see the power of investment? We've got to stop wasting our resources on stuff that won't live past tomorrow. We've got to invest instead of spend, no matter how much or how little we have. We've got to stop wasting opportunities. How else do we waste opportunities? The second thing is, if you hide rather than share. If you hide rather than share. I want to finish the passage that we were reading in Matthew 25, 24 through 30. So the, the one that had the five bags of silver came, and he was rewarded. The one with the two bags of silver came, he was rewarded. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I, know, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering crops. You didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. And so look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops, I didn't plant and gathered crops. I didn't cultivate. Why didn't you at least deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant, give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver to those who use well, what they're given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this servant into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. One of the main ways we waste opportunities is that we hide what we have. It's not that that we try and fail, it's that a lot of times we never even try. What you've been given was given to you to share, not to hide. Everything that we've been given, and we all confessed a few minutes ago, everything we've been given has been given to us by God. Everything that he's given to us is for his honor, for his glory, and for his kingdom. And so what he's been given to us has been given for us to share, not to hide. Every person has something to invest in somebody else. And can I tell you another way we waste opportunities? We don't often think about it this way, but we also waste opportunities through hiding in this way. Sometimes we'll hide instead of receiving what others are willing to share. Either we're too ashamed of the little that we have, or we're too proud to receive what others want to invest in us. But either way, we're wasting an opportunity. Let me show you. Let me show you a picture. Maybe maybe this will help. You see that? That, That's that's my hand there. And there's one more picture. These are um, these are muscadine vines at our house. All right. So and they're looking good. They're, They're they're coming along. But these are not just muscadines. These are not just tiny little muscadines that you're looking at. You're looking at potential. You're looking at opportunity. Listen, God doesn't just want us to share out of our abundance, He also wants us to share out of our potential. If this plant only gave out of its abundance, the only thing that it could offer is shade, because right now the only thing it's got is a bunch of leaves. So, you can sit under the leaves and get some shade, and that's about it. But if you give enough time and give enough investment from what's around them, they'll produce a harvest that'll not only give shade to people, but it'll give food and and help them to eat and be revived. See, give your potential a chance to grow. It's not the opportunities to, to give that we waste, it's also the opportunity to receive that we waste the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to learn. Don't hide from opportunities just because they're hard or because they're risky or because you might not be successful. The master won't be angry at you for trying and losing. He gets angry at those who never attempt anything beyond themselves because that's not faith. And listen, faith isn't Faith isn't just the strength to win, it's the strength to try. Can I say that again? Faith is not just the strength to win, it's the strength to try. The winning and the losing, the outcome, that's God's business. That's way above our pay grade. The faith to obey, that's our business. Don't waste opportunities either now or in the future because you're hiding instead of sharing. So don't worry about that you don't have what it takes right now. If God's calling you to do it, he'll give you what it takes. But you have to have the faith to step out and obey. You have to have the humility to receive what others are going to pour into you. Their obedience to, to give what they have is going to be a blessing to you and to them. But we have to be humble enough to receive it. So here's the last thing. How do we waste opportunities? We waste opportunities if you use them without love. If you use opportunities without love. Jesus said, love the Lord your God, right? With all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love others as we love ourselves. But love isn't the what. Love is the why. Love isn't what you do, it's why you do what you do. Sometimes love is a hug, right? Sometimes love is an embrace and sometimes it's a hard conversation. Sometimes love is bailing somebody out of some trouble and sometimes it's cutting somebody off. Sometimes love is being right beside somebody and sometimes love is backing up and giving them some space. You understand? Two people can be doing completely different things and both of them be loving that person. Love isn't so much the what as it is the why. The opportunities we face have to be driven by and rooted in our love for God. It may look different depending on the circumstance, but it all comes from the same source. It all comes from love. So sometimes you may do something... Listen, this is not the fun part of of the message. Sometimes you may do something that looks loving, but it's really manipulation. Or it may look loving, but it's really about self-service. I'm going to tell them myself again. Y'all going to leave. Y'all going to go find a a perfect pastor somewhere. Valerie and I used to have some frustration in our marriage because uh, I would come home and, and I would just immediately start cleaning stuff. I'd clean, I'd wash clothes, I'd, I'd do all kinds of things. What she really wanted me to do was to sit down beside her and spend some time with her. Um, so I'm, while I'm running around the house like a Tasmanian devil, she's not feeling loved and I'm not feeling appreciated from the outside in. So if you like peeked in the window of our house, which please don't do that because that's weird. But if you peeked in the window of our house, it would look like I was doing all that stuff for her. But the reality was I was doing it to fulfill my need for constant activity as a workaholic with ADA, with ADD. I wasn't doing it to fill her need for love. So I wasted a lot of opportunities to express love to her. Because I was because I was because I wasn't, I wasn't, not operating in love, I was operating in selfishness. You understand? Love's not the what, it's the why. It's why you do what you do. As a matter of fact, love has to be the driving force behind everything you do in your life, even spiritual gifts. You're like, well, how, can, how can you misuse spiritual gifts? Well, let's look like at 1 Corinthians 13. If I could speak, and you're thinking, oh, this is the marriage chapter. This is not the marriage chapter. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of of angels, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So you could be the most spiritually gifted person in the history of the church, but if you're not operating your gifts in love, you're wasting kingdom opportunity. You're wasting the power of almighty God. You are wasting the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit that's living and working in your life. And what's more tragic than that? So your gift gave you insight into what that person was going through and you could have given them a word that would help them but instead you used it to condemn them or to gossip about them. Or your gift gave you an opportunity to bring healing to that person, but instead you used the occasion to call attention to yourself or to highlight their lameness in public. Your gift gave you a message straight from the throne of God, but you delivered it with such condemnation and, or, or such anger or such arrogance that it turned people away instead of drawing people to Christ. And it happens with leadership gifts where people are exploited to only benefit the leader. And it happens with hospitality gifts that are being used only to curry favor from people of influence. Every resource you have can be invested with love or it can be invested with some ulterior motive. And it doesn't matter how great the result is in the public's eye. God sees the heart and God knows the motivation. And if it's not done in love, he said, it's a wasted opportunity. And in Matthew six, Jesus said, you get no reward for that. Whatever you get, if somebody gives you an applause, somebody pats you on the back, that's all you get. You wasted the chance So, listen, there are opportunities that God places around us every day. The question is are you seeing the opportunities? Are you stepping up to meet them? Because, listen, many of them, most of them, don't cost a dime and they don't take a minute. When we invest instead of spend, when we open up instead of hide, When we, when we do what we do because of love, we can make a huge difference in somebody's life and we can make a huge difference in the kingdom of God. Listen, let's don't waste another day. Let's don't waste another chance. Let's don't waste another opportunity to make a kingdom difference. Would you stand
0: with me today?